Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And this is your welcome with Shaquem Green. I did something slightly different with this episode. Um, I decided to binge watch Star Trek Discovery, Strange New Worlds, a little bit of Enterprise, and the pilots for... uh, the next generation and uh, Deep Space Nine and then I decided to do shrooms and then speak on my experiences and what I liked and you know my opinions on the shows and the universe and I really hope you guys enjoy Um, it was a lot for me to edit and handle and even remember um hope you guys enjoy like subscribe thank you so much so i recently immersed myself with star trek um movies tv show i started dipping my foot in slowly but surely i'm in there um, I started with the Abrams trilogies, uh, Chris Pine as Captain Kirk, and then you had uh, Zoe Saldana as I think it was as a Lieutenant Uhara. I don't want to get her uh, <laughs> her uh, her designation messed up. And then you had uh, Zachary Quinto as science officer Spock. And being that it created a new timeline, uh, I thought was an interesting take on Star Trek, especially for new audiences, which I get that was one of the reasons why they did the reboot at the time. So I, I, I'm aware, I was aware of Star Trek, obviously. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of the uh the next generation because it's always you know playing reruns uh syndication so like some of the shows were before i was born or i was too young to really give a fuck about the plot or anything like that to grasp so (laughs) i said back to the abrams trilogy what i liked uh, a lot about it is that spock from the Prime Universe came and made a new timeline, which was this one, which some people didn't like. Like I said, me being a new Star Trek fan, I I didn't give a shit about. But I'm glad. Like I said, it, it, it got me into it got me into the universe. Um, and then they started coming up with more shows recently um, Paramount Plus for the past few years has been um, dishing out originals and obviously Viacom CBS all these you know the, the networks have their shows on the streaming platform uh, so I started with Discovery uh, ran through all four seasons uh, I did not anticipate on binge watching it I just wanted to watch the pilot and then watch the pilots of others um, to see what was about. 
but the more, you know, I kept watching, the more I didn't want to stop. And I might have to do a separate video uh, podcast episode uh, just about the my experiences and what I liked most about Discovery. Um, like I said one of my favorite characters on there, uh, Tilly, uh, she has made the show like there's this like. I don't know, it's like this light that emanates off her character, like even when she's not sure of herself or or she she she's feeling shaky, you know, she she just wants to do something good or, or and help somebody out. Like she was one of my favorite characters um on the show. One of my favorite couples on the show uh is uh Commander Stimmitz and 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 Hugh, the medical officer. When he was was murdered, um, before he came back, I was I was just as distraught um, as as Commander Stimmitz. Uh I was that like I said I don't I don't uh, usually try to. Uh, well, how can I say this? I I try not to keep hope. Uh, when it comes to the lives of characters, I like what I've learned the most as a as a bookworm and as a consumer of like a lot of TV is when you have a favorite character, the <laughs> the writer tends to to know and they they kill him off. And I didn't think it was going to be uh, Hugh. Um, not to say that he's not an important character. I just. I just hated had to be him, but with his his death brought this arc with Stamets, which just drove the show into like a slightly different direction. And like I said, I'll delve more into it and in its and its own uh its <laughs> its its own episode with, with each character's arcs. Uh Michael Burnham, she is frustratingly brave. She is stubborn, she does not listen. She <laughs> But she is passionate. She is caring. She is. She is really fucking intelligent, creative, intuitive, and she deserves literally. The, she deserves the captain's chair. But oh my god, was it frustrating watching her journey? You know, like and and granted, just her character alone being a human raised on Vulcan with, you know, parents deemed murdered and then to find out that your mom is alive, uh, you know, the fact that this character and what drove me to actually binge this show was she started a war and she was just trying to do the right thing. Mind you, they were just trying, they were just looking at a uh, a probe, and I think for me it was just how fast everything just went left from there to imprisonment, and then to 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 Lorca, to discovery, to the mirror universe. So it just these these things just in the first season alone was just dope to me, and then the second season happens. And then we're introduced to 
Christopher Pike and 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 Spock. And I liked what they did with Strange New Worlds. And Discovery. And I want to say that because these are prequel shows. And with prequel shows, it's easy to... It's easy to add things to the character and take away from what's already, you know, established. And with Strange, with Discovery, and what they did better with Strange New Worlds, uh, and I only say that better because Pike and Spock are more directed character-wise with the original series, which. I still haven't watched yet. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going like around all to all the shows and then to the original sh- uh, series and movies. But like I said I started with Discovery and like I said I'm on season I was on season two and I'm introduced to Pike and and Spock and like I said with these prequel shows it's easy to to uh really take a, to, to take away from a character while you're trying to add to them and you want to be able to build a cohesive story because you already know what's going to happen at the end and what i liked was they focused on the journey not to not the destination when i'm speaking in metaphors of course um the fate of pike for those who don't know is very messed up he's confined to a wheelchair essentially and at the end of season two he touches this time zone he sees his future um so not only do we know what's going to happen to him he knows what's going to happen to him and this is what i really like once once that happened i'm like i have to watch strange new worlds now that Pike knows when and what's going to happen to him, how does that affect him? Not only as a person, but as a captain of, of that ship. You know, what does he do moving forward? How does he move as a captain going forward? Is he more cautious? Is is he more brazen? Is is he less caring? Because he knows how he knows how he his his chapter ends, and during the 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 first season of Strange New Worlds, as I divert from Discovery, because after the first two seasons they're pushed back <laughs> nine hundred years <laughs> into the fucking future, <laughs> and yeah. They they did that. They did that. And like I said, more on that in a different episode video. With Strange New Worlds and and Pike's arc itself, him knowing his future, him knowing how it's going to end, he has these 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 thoughts, these feelings, and is dried like, you know, because if you're in your shoes, I know me personally. I think about death often, 
<laughs> um, not to, I'm in a good space. Don't get me wrong. I'm not suicidal or anything like that. But, you know, to, to, we don't know how this ends. We don't know what's on the other side. And it is important. It is imperative that we focus on the moment and what's going on in the present and and the journey is just as important as the destination. And not only that, I think with Pike, he realizes that he's not the main character of this story, but he does have a purpose. And that's what I really liked about uh, the show. He he has these different points in time throughout the series where he's questioning himself and it's just like so it's so heart-wrenching sometimes because I just couldn't fathom the idea that I know how I'm gonna go out but at the same time so-and-so's life is affected by this that and the third or you know I can I can change this I can and he he does try season episode 10 he he is given a glimpse of what could happen if he changes that future self comes to show him what could happen and it's yeah he's alive but there's a war and millions of people have died at that point because he chose to change his future you know at what cost you know and i really and it just and like even before that you had episode 2 where he's <laughs> he's really um he's he's not really like it's it's sinking in for him i would say uh he wasn't he didn't want to get back into the captain's chair but now that he's back in it um he has command enterprise of course keep keep going and at this point uh kadaru hara like i said at this point she uh she's asked with hesitation what what would she want to essentially be in 10 years and she said she didn't know and said she didn't even know she was starfleet material and i really i really like i really fucked with that i really did because We've all been there at a certain point in time. Like, even when you were sure at that moment, we've all questioned ourselves, our place, our status, our purpose, in our job, in our school, in the world. And seeing where she ends up, obviously, in the, in the original series, and stuff like that, and seeing where she is now, you really can't wait to see how this journey plays out, and you're adding more depth to these characters with these situations and these stories, and like I said, 
I think Strange New Worlds by far, so far, is my favorite Star Trek show. Um, and I haven't even, and I and I don't even think the main character is Pike. I think it's Spock. <laughs> In my personal opinion, um, I think that the story moves greatly. I think the characters, because uh, it's a prequel show, and as a new Star Trek fan, I get to. Sp- I get to sit in the captain seat essentially and and have like that first person view too. I get to Oh man, I don't want to ramble or anything like that, but Strange New Worlds is essentially my favorite show. And then I started watching some of the pilots to the other shows. Um I started then with the next generation only because I would like to get to Picard so I haven't touched Picard because that veers off of the next generations uh, and they're very closely related to each other more so than Discovery and Strange New Worlds and it was just easier for me to get from those places to the next generation uh so i started with the pilot and i don't know if it's just me or this sci-fi shows during that time it just, what the fuck was going on i don't i don't i don't know it's i don't i don't know if it's because i was just so immersed with the latest uh CGI and the music and the effects going on with the newer Star Trek shows. Um and I haven't started watching the animated shows yet and I'm really mad at myself for that because that's right up my goddamn alley. Um what I've learned is that uh I like Picard. Um I also like the fact that he really doesn't take any shit and he also like straight up in the first episode said oh i don't like kids like i he pretty much said like i don't take shit and fuck these kids <laughs> not fuck these kids but like he doesn't know how to operate with kids on his ship and there's this one kid there uh named wesley and he's your typical kid um then you have data i like data data's cool he's your regular android run of the mill He's an android, like, he knows stuff, but at the same time, he doesn't know stuff because he's an android. Then you have Georgie. I like Georgie because he's LeVar Burton, and LeVar Burton um, is responsible in a large part for my love of reading. Um, But what I learned is also in the Star Trek world, uh... Their, the disabilities aren't really stigmatized. Like they, they're more very so accommodating. Um, so like, there's no cure per se for these things, but you can live life and you'll be treated like a regular person. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, because I seen like I said body mods, not body mods, like 
like elective surgery, but, you know, enhancements and stuff like that, like Adira, the 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 cyborg from Discovery, uh, rest in peace. She 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 was essentially a cyborg because she was in an accident and she still got to essentially live the rest of her life, you know, with certain stipulations, of course. And then you had I forget her name at the moment. Then you had the pilot of Discovery, and I don't know what happened to her specifically, but she has um, mods on her face, and I thought that was really fucking cool. I didn't know Riker, um, I thought Riker was already going to be on the ship by the time Picard, like, was there, but I guess he was, like, new, new to, um, to being the first command, so when I first, like I said, I, I, I didn't I didn't pay too much of attention because I also said I've watched bits and pieces of the next generation. It's just going from twenty first century television back and uh into said uh you know, a show that was made in the eighties was just jarring. Uh just because I've like I said I've been binging uh Discovery and Stranger Worlds and I just went to the next generation and also like i don't know i just not saying that shows or anything like that were worse back in the 70s or 80s objectively but i also think that the cgi and special effects are better now and i think that i don't know it's i'm upset again i'm just rambling but the the CGI's was something I I was trying to mentally prepare for like in terms of it varying from show to show or movie to movie but also from like time period to time period uh, and what I've noticed is they've with, especially with CGI and digital effects and whatnot and practical effects being taken into account for those different times. Uh, time periods and whatnot i wanted to see like how much they would uh different differentiate like in style or like tech wise like i noticed they're like a lot of the stuff is on screen there's not a lot of 3d holographic stuff um i also noticed that in different times like the klingons are either war or, like straight at war with the Federation or like they're cordial or you know what I'm saying like there's some type of cold war thing going on there and I also realize that it's not just Spock all Vulcans just seem like dicks and <laughs> and I said it's mainly because of their suppressed emotions and they've become one of my favorite species not species races uh, they've become one of my favorite races uh, in Star Trek. And I don't mean to sound long-winded, and I know I'm probably going to do this in one take, but I've been watching so much Star Trek, I, I just needed to put it out there. So, here it is. <laughs> it's It's kind of like... 
I had to get myself out of it. Like I had to really like I I it was bad. It was bad because I after the next generation, it didn't leave a bad t- taste in my mouth. But I'm like, all right, maybe maybe because I'm just watching the pilot episode and I'm not watching the first, you know, a few episodes at a time or a season at a time that I wasn't interested in the next generation. But we'll see. Then I moved on to uh, Star Trek Enterprise, which was made in I think, the early 2000s. And I like this one. I really do. It's Starfleet in its infancy. It's chronologically the earliest uh, takes place earlier in the in the timeline. I think the f- first in the in the universe timeline. And I think I think before the second season of Strange New Worlds comes out, I will finish Enterprise. Uh just because for me the early two thousands uh hold a special place in my heart. Uh when it comes to term of television <laughs> uh and the way it was syndicated back then uh i can't really explain it i'm not going to get into it all but i really do like enterprise it's definitely up there with strange new worlds deep space nine and voyager um I'm not gonna front. I I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep. I I did not get into those at all. Uh, Cause I I did a few open mics. I did a couple sets. Had a couple shows, and I talked about in those sets, you know, about getting into Star Trek. And I was like, all right, I I'm done with Discovery. Um, Strange New Worlds second season has come out yet what should I watch next and people are like Voyager Voyager and some you know and then some other people was like that fucking sucks but someone's like Deep Space Nine is some dope to look at and I'm not gonna front Deep Space Nine was the only one I seen with a black dude <laughs> on it and I didn't want to be that guy. Um, so, so I I remember I remember some of the first episode, and I didn't know like if if like when these shows came out that or or whatnot. Like, so essentially, when I went on Paramount Plus, the the first two episodes were like in the first episode just bunched up is like a two-parter so they didn't really it was so it's essentially episode one and then episode three cool fucking cool i guess and then i think they did that with voyager or something and i think that's why i didn't get into voyager because i'm like all right so i gotta sit down and watch one episode and at what point does it feel like the second episode or is it like, cause I'm like, was it released that way? Like, you know how certain shows do like a, a two episode premiere or something like that. I don't fucking know, but a two episode premiere. Why? 
wait a minute, a fucking two episode premiere? What about the fucking pilot? How does that work? Do you waste money? Anyway, I'm off point. I have to go back and rewatch the <laughs> the fucking pilots for Voyager and Deep Space Nine. Because Deep Space Nine was, I think, the Star Trek show that didn't take place in a spaceship. It took place, I think, in a, uh, a space station or, or something like that. So, and then Voyager... Like I said, I I didn't watch it just because at that point I'm like, all right now, because I'm like, I I think I think <sighs> Voyager, Deep Space Nine, and uh, the Next Generations. I had trouble finding out or figuring out which shows, which one of those shows I wanted to watch because two of those shows came out within two years of each other, but they last more than two seasons. So I'm going to go back. I will go watch the pilots for Deep Space Nine (laughs) and Voyager. And then I'll probably start with uh, Lower Decks and Prodigy, you know, the animated shows, because they're supposed to be a crossover with Strange New Worlds and, and Lower Decks, and they, they're a hundred years apart in the timeline, but they're also very different because one's animated and the other isn't. So I'm glad you guys listened to my not-so-sober rant on my introduction into the Star Trek universe but thank you so much for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for putting up um, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell uh, for my Spotify listeners. Follow me uh, for more episodes. Thank you so much. This has been your welcome with Shaquem Green. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening.